Hey, it's Carla Farrell from the Steve Harvey Morning Show podcast, and I'm so happy to be here on the iHeart Podcast Network being sponsored by AT&T. We both know firsthand that listening and being heard can lead to change. AT&T knows all about this, too. They started listening to their customers who spoke out that they weren't getting a fair deal. Now they're giving every customer, both new and existing, the same great deals. So listen up and learn more about getting a great smartphone deal at att.com slash best deals. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Samsung. Moms help everyone be their most epic selves. So for Mother's Day, help mom be her most epic with Samsung Galaxy Gifts. Like a smartwatch with next-level fitness tracking. Or the statement-making Galaxy Z Flip 5G that lets mom flex her style. This year, celebrate what makes mom epic with Samsung Galaxy. Uh-huh, I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. You're listening to The Voice. Uh, come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Okay, I was thinking about it this morning, and I said, um, um, what can I share in a different way today? You know, it, it creates a challenge uh, every morning to come up with something different. Um, and at, at times, you know, I, I feel like I'm reiterating myself, and and I am, and I find different ways to say the same thing almost. But I do that because, you know, sometimes if you hear it a different way, it impacts you differently. I've heard people say stuff to me my entire life, but somebody came along 
said the exact same thing, but they said it a different way, and it struck a chord in me. It, it, it rung a bell. And so that's what I attempt to do. And, um, you know, some mornings I, I play back some ones that I think are, are, are just memorable or, 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 or that I want to reiterate. And there's nothing wrong with that, so I hope everybody understands that. Today, though, I got one for you. I want to I, I, I want to ask you a question. What choices are you making? See, life is full of choices. Now, as creatures, God is the God gave us the humans. Of all the creatures he created, the humans, we have more of a power of choice than do any other creature he created. Fish have to live in water. They have to. Men have gone to outer space. Men have gone underwater for days and weeks and months at a time. You know, I mean, we, we got choices here. We, 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 can, we can live in a hot climate. We can go live in a cold climate. You know, most animals are created for certain regions, certain climates. They don't do well in this. You know, you don't find a lot of animals in, in, in the polar ice, but then you don't find polar bears down in the, you know, South uh, Arctic or what a South Equator. So, uh, you know, what choices are you making is what I'm saying because we all have the power of choice. Now, I have made some bad choices in my life. I want you to understand that clearly. And I still, every now and then, I do myself a disservice with another bad choice. But I have tried to narrow them down through life experiences and, 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 and reduce the amount of major mistakes I make. But let me tell you something. You're listening to a person who has made major, major mistakes in his choices. In my decision-making process, I have thrown myself down the cliff. I can't tell you how many times. When I decided not to pay attention in college, when I didn't develop study habits in in high school, when I, I, I chose this woman over that woman. I chose, man, I I, I can't tell you, y'all. I did it. I did it. To go over here and get with this girl, this woman over here, when I should not have, clearly, man, should not have, but I made the choice to do it anyway. I made a decision. Um, I did some things that caused myself to be homeless for a period of time. I made some decisions that messed up my credit for a long stretch of time. I made some decisions that, uh, you know, just had people just kind of, you know, not, not even wanting to help me. So the question is, what choices are you making? When I changed my decision-making process, I changed the entire direction of my life. When I made a conscious decision to look at life differently and make better choices and better decisions, it changed my entire life. I decided, instead of going down the path I was going on, I decided to choose life. First of all, I wanted to live. So I decided I wanted to choose life. So I'm not going to do the things that could bring about my demise or my death. I'm out. I ain't with this.
This is not, no. I choose life. Then I made another decision. I said I choose life and I choose it more abundantly. You know what that means? God comes into your life to give you life and give you life more abundantly. So that means just more of it. So I chose that. I said, okay, man, I need to start talking to God a little bit more because the way I've been figuring this thing, man, has gotten me to this point. I ain't really cool with the point I'm at. See, eventually you just got to be uncool with the point you're at. So I chose life and I chose it more abundantly. Then I chose to start showing mercy to people because I needed some more people to show mercy to me. See, remember what I said I was going through a period in my life when it seemed like wouldn't nobody help me? Nobody seemed to exhibit mercy towards me? Well, I wasn't creating that much mercy myself, I don't guess. So I decided to choose mercy. I decided to choose forgiveness. I started forgiving people who had wronged me, who told me I wasn't going to mount to nothing. I forgave them who tried to talk me off the path, who went by my mother's house and told my mama, your son Steve, he lazy. He don't want to work. That's why he out there struggling like that, trying to do that comedy thing. I wasn't lazy, man. I just ain't want to work for you. I'm willing to work. Look at me. I work hard. Trust and believe that. But I was not willing to work for them. Or I wasn't willing to take the route they took, so they labeled me lazy. I'm not a lazy person, but I chose forgiveness, though. I chose to forgive them because I didn't have time to berate them. And then I chose moving forward. I decided that I wasn't going to go back, that I wasn't going to live my life in my past, that I wasn't going to let my past determine who I was going to be. See, I was who I was, but I am who I am. And I'm cool with both them people. I really am. I'm absolutely fine with the person I used to be. God got to save you from something. So I'm cool with that. But all that was the ingredients, though. They got me to this point. So I'm fine with my past. But what I do not do is allow my past to dictate what I am, where I'm going, what I can be. God forgave me, so I forgave myself. I chose to move forward, not stay in the past. I choose laughing. I choose laughing. I decided that I was going to laugh more every day. I chose learning. I wanted to open myself up to new things. I wanted to open myself up to knowing something that I've never known before. I allow people to teach me things. I chose joy. I decided to quit seeking fun all the time and sit down somewhere and be all right with me. See, I ain't got to go and do no more. To, to I ain't got to go out here and hook up with this person and get this in my life and, man, let's buy this and hook this up. Now, y'all come in here and we're going to have some fun. No, man, I stopped doing that. I chose joy. I chose to be sitting somewhere with my girl with a cigar and I'm just all right, just me and her. I chose joy, man. See, fun, you got to go do something to have fun. But joy, joy is within. Joy is when you sitting there with yourself because you done connected with your creator. You done found something with God, and you cool with you now. See, I chose to be cool with me. What are your choices? You got to make better choices. You make better choices, you have a better outcome. You change your attitude, you change your altitude. It all ties together, but we got to make better decisions. What are you deciding today? 
Watch it, okay? Be careful. Make sure you're making better, start making better decisions today. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your undivided attention, please? This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. On the go, full of life and vigor. I would like to invite all of you, all of you, to join in today and spend some time laughing as hard as you can. I'm talking about that kind of laughter, that amazing kind of laughter. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Yay, yay. And it begins. Shirley Strawberry. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about right there. And Ignat. Yes. Ignat. We ain't done nothing. Be bothered. That's what I do, Tommy. Woo! Her eyes about to Carla pop Pharrell. Oh, that, that's all. They always look like that. <laughs> Carla Pharrell. I don't know. Hey, I don't know what's going on. Watch this right here, Junior. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hell no. Come on, boy. <laughs> you know what I'm doing? Tommy the fool. <laughs> We in here, baby. <laughs> that's how you're going to be laughing all morning. That's all we're saying. Thirst. That's all and we're that's saying. Gonna be fun. Yeah. All it is, man. That's how you do it, man. I, people don't understand. You should, if you want to stay young and you want to stay healthy, you should laugh really hard at least once a day. Now, the sad thing is the average person only laughs hard. I'm a matter of fact, I'm going to give you a fact. I'm not going to tell you that right now. I'm going to give you a fact. Okay. Y'all go ahead and talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> amongst ourselves. Amongst ourselves. Well, yeah. all right. There's a lot going on. I guess he's looking it up while we're talking amongst hey, yourselves. Hey, let me ask y'all why we're talking amongst <laughs> ourselves. Is it wrong for me to try to throw a Super Bowl, a, a big game party without the big game being on? Can I boycott and throw a party at the same time? Hell no. Nobody's just that. sitting up at your house with them wings <laughs> with nothing on. <laughs> I'm mad about it because the two teams that should be in it are not in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That call against the Kansas City Chiefs, which gave uh, the Patriots a first down mm-hmm. when it was that fourth it. down, that that that, uh, that uh, rough in the passer. Well, it, yeah. yeah, that right there was that was a horrible that was a horrible call. And then that catch that they gave that dude yeah. that clearly oh, knows man. that the clearly ball was the on ball. the ground. I, I don't yeah. even know. That was another bad call. No, they was trying to. They was talking about trying to play that game over. No, they trying to play the, flow No, they, the Saints game is what they the, trying to play. The Saints over. game. That's, that's what, what he means. The that's worst, the worst call in the history of football for a game of that magnitude. Yeah. It was the worst, man. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I've gone through. I'm not boycotting because I've seen all 53 of the Super Bowls. I'm not gonna miss this. I don't give a damn who in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Cleveland wasn't going to ever be here. So, hell, <laughs> why would I boycott them? <laughs> Boy, if that would have happened to Cleveland. Oh, my God. Oh, you would have walked to the game. If that would have oh. happened to Cleveland. All right, listen, the guys. The football team wouldn't have got out of the stadium, so it wouldn't have been no damn Super Bowl. Well, we'll talk more football when we come back at 32 after the hour. Uh, something about Tom Brady. We'll talk about it right after this. No. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, you guys, did you get it all out of your system? Because 
I don't think you can. <laughs> it's too big. Yeah, it, this mm-hmm. is major. Everybody's talking about this. Everyone is. Well, uh, check this out, though. The New England Patriots owner, Robert Kraft, uh, he's not mincing his words, saying Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL, period, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Period. He said period. Period. Of course, there were reports last week that Brady walked into the Patriots' practice facility and declared himself the baddest MF on the planet. Wow. I love it. I love I ain't it. Mad at Have confidence. Yeah, I'm not mad. You can't even argue. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even argue. You can't even argue. Yeah. So uh, Kraft says we're lucky to have the greatest quarterback in history. Yesterday, uh, Patriots owner Robert Kraft had teamed up with Jay-Z, Meek Mill, and 76ers owner Michael Rubin for an event to launch the Reform Alliance, which is focused on overhauling the probation and parole system here in America. The goal is to free one million people over the next five years. Wow. Wow. And since he's become tight with Meek, uh, we asked if the Pats would be playing Mills' hit Dreams and Nightmares if they win the Super Bowl this year, to which it sounds like he says, of course. The issue with that, Dreams and Nightmares, was essentially the song for the was for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles last season. <laughs> Remember, they beat the Pats yeah. in the Super Bowl. So I got to ask the guys, Steve, Junior, Tommy, yeah. is, is Tom Brady, in your opinion, the greatest quarterback in the history of the he, NFL. He, he in the top three. Uh, yeah, I got to give it to him. Man. He, he Who are the other two? I mean, he and he's in the discussion for sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I just can't think of anybody who's won it the way he's won it as often as he's won it. Yeah. He's got to be one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. I just don't. I, I see, I can't name nobody that was better at it than him yeah. with the wins and big games and yeah. Well, Tommy Fourth said top quarter. three. Who are the other two? I still like Starback from back in the oh, day. Oh, Roger Starback from the Cowboys. Boy, from the Cowboys. I did. Uh-huh. I like Starback. Uh-huh. He ain't even close to Tom Brady. No. <laughs> he not even close. Who else, Tommy? He is nowhere near. Three, dog. You Tommy, can have my three. Tommy's the only one that <laughs> said top ahead. three. Who else, Go ahead, anybody. Say Ooh. somebody. He's going to say say something like that. He's going to say Warren Moon there. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers. I like I like A Rod. Aaron yeah. Rodgers is a bad boy. Yeah, I like him. Aaron Rodgers is a bad boy. I just think Tom Brady just for what he, he wins. He wins, he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, that, that's, every single. Time. That's what make you the he greatest. Wins no, not every the championships. Well, he, yeah, you're right. Not he every. gets there. They find a way. But I think I think, and I give you have to give great credit to this. That coach of his is a comes beast. up with schemes, man. <laughs> But Tom Brady, when he go to that line and he put both them hands on the side of his helmet and he kills the play, mm-hmm. it usually works. Mm-hmm. He's a bad boy. It, it's no, it's no doubt about it. What about um, Joe Montana? I'm He's asking. a great quarterback. I, that boy I mean, out of Frisco. What was Frisco? Uh, Joe Montana. Steve Young. Oh, he Steve came Young after. after yeah, after, after Joe Montana. He was after. That's where he's from. He was uh-huh. in Frisco. Right. Steve Young. Steve Young. Yeah. That's, that's, who, that's, that's what Junior said. Yeah. <laughs> he make it hard to have a discussion <laughs> with him. He really did. Junior, Junior, it's even hard to agree with yeah, him. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> My best. <laughs> who is that? Who is it? Steve Young? Oh, no, no. No. Not him. no. 
Oh, Steve Young. The one that came after him. The one that came after him. Steve Young came after Sean Montana. Yeah, yeah. Steve Young. Oh, hell yeah. He played some ball. Hey, are you listening? Not at all, Steve. Not at all. Man. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Another bad boy was Brett Favre. Brett yeah. Favre. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brett Favre. But I'm going to tell you, man, Dom, Dan Marino, yeah, he didn't win. But Miami. That boy he didn't win a Super Bowl. Miami, yeah. Oh, Lord, that he boy can throw. can throw. But I'm going to tell you, that boy down there in New Orleans, Drew B. Drew Brees, baby. Oh, man, yeah. please understand. He all that in a bag of chips. That would they been... keep just ripping yeah. this dude. Ah. That would have been. Last crazy. year was the defense. Then this year was the refs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I know yeah. he's hurting right now. They're the worst, man. So yeah. nothing's going to be done about the referees? There's no well, oh, well those that referee oh, he, is out he, of work. He, he gone. Oh is he gone? Is he gone? Uh, he will yeah, be. Yeah, listen to me. Oh, if you're a player and you do that, you're gonna lose your job. If you're a coach and you do that, you're gonna lose your job. Y'all promise you you won't see that referee no more. Mm-hmm. And the one that was in the middle of the field that turned around and looked and still didn't throw a flag. I'm th- everybody Man. in the building saw it. So are they paid off or, or what? We, no, well, that's the it's thing, the credibility of, of what they didn't do. It takes away from the game. It's like, well, what are y'all doing? But it see, they've got to weird. implement some plan now. Mm-hmm. Fix your Because mistake. we have too much technology. And you but can't determine games the way they determine them this weekend. You can't have such a blatant missed phone call, a misplay, and in the last two minutes of the game, cost a person a trip to the Super Bowl with all this technology. It wasn't a blown call. It was a no call. And it could have been anything. could have been pass interference. It could have been face guarding. And it could have been helmet to helmet. But they didn't call anything. And then when you show it on the the screen... People going, are you kidding me? Even the dude who did it, the cornerback for the Rams, he said. He admitted it. Hey, man, I was just trying to stop him from scoring. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to respect the call. That's all I was taught. All right. Uh, Listen, go to Steve Harvey FM if you want to comment on what we're talking about right here, the football Who's the baddest quarterback in the football in the uh, NFL ever? Tom is it Tom Brady? Brady? Is it Tom Brady? Uh, coming up next, it is the nephew. Can you hear me, nephew? Run that prank is coming up next. You heard? Come on, young. Come on, young. <laughs> Who y'all talking about, young? Montana. <laughs> Montana. <laughs> prank has dumbed it down. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, Jay-Z and Meek Mill just announced details of their brand new criminal justice reform and uh, good news out of L.A. But right now, Nephew Tommy is here with Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Nev? Dumb it down. Dumb it down. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm talking to this lady. We about to give her a call and let her know that her daughter cannot go on spring break with the rest of the kids because her grades are not up to par and you're going to have to bring it on into the school that entire week. That's right. Dumb it down. Let's run it. <laughs> run it. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Keisha, please. Speaking, who is this? Hi, Keisha. This is uh, Mr. Roland Barnes, assistant uh, principal here at um, Academy where your daughter uh, Aisha goes. Yes. What's going on? Is everything okay? Everything is kind of, uh, well, I, l- let me be honest. It's not good right now. Uh, I wanted to call and actually have a uh, private conversation with you about Aisha. 
Oh, God. All right. Tell me. What's going on? What's going on with Aisha? Well, as you know, um, spring break is going to be coming up in March. You do know that, right? Yes, I'm aware of that. She's looking forward to the trip. Yeah. Well, we we have a bit of an issue here. I have done some research, and Aisha doesn't seem to be doing well as she should be, living up to the expectations of the Academy. And what we're going to have to do this spring break is Aisha will not be allowed to take a spring break with the rest of the kids. We're going to need her to come into school. And there's several kids that are are not going to be able to go uh, on spring break, and Aisha happens to be one of them. There's at least 40 to 50 kids that will be coming to school that entire week that spring break is. Uh, the Most of the kids are out on spring break. You have to be mistaken. I mean, my daughter is a straight-age student. Uh, you sure no. you got the right Aisha? You can't. Um, there, she is actually the only Aisha at the academy, ma'am. And um, I, you know, I I've looked at her her grades in the past. She's had some great, some wonderful grades in the past. I don't know what's taking place this semester. Um, that she just seems to have dropped the ball. And what we want to do is, you know, keep these kids focused. As you know, you have to be accepted to be here at this particular school. So you know, it leaves me no no other outlet but to to have her come in. And we're going to buckle down and try to get them back on track. So I wanted to personally give you a call and let you know what's going on with Aisha here at the Academy. And we're, we're This we're is terrible. Back. This is yes, absolutely yes. terrible. I mean, we are here already in January, and I'm getting a call that my daughter's not doing good, and now you're going to tell me that she can't go on a spring break trip in March? If she, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, my daughter, straight A's. Straight A's, she's an amazing student. She does really hard work. She she always looks forward to going to school. And I get a call today that she can't go in March? Well, I, I mean, I'm sorry. You've got to be kidding uh, me. I mean, we're, I don't, are you going somewhere in March, ma'am? I don't, I'm just saying going somewhere, a trip. Or are, are you scheduled she's to She's going to on be a trip. Of... I'm not going anywhere. She's going on a trip. I'm giving her full permission to go on a trip. Uh, okay. Well, unfortunately, I'm requesting that she's at school. So I don't know if your trip costs you a lot of money or if you can get a refund, but I'm calling you, letting you know I need her there on March 11th in the classroom so we can buckle down and try to get her back on track. No, well, I'm telling you I paid for the trip, and she's going on the trip. I'm sorry. And no, I, and I don't, no, no, I don't no, appreciate sorry, this Ms. phone call because it's so late in the game. I'm sorry. She's going on the trip. No, Ms. Keisha, she's not going on the trip. She is actually going to be coming into school, and she'll be there on March 11th from Monday through Friday. Now I don't know who you're talking to. That's my child. I'm telling her she's going to trip. But she's your child, but she's my student. And right now, all of my students are going to be that are that are not doing well in their in their classes are going to be there during spring break, and they're going to get their business together. No, no, no. You don't yell at me like you're reprimanding me like I'm a child. Okay? I'm, not I'm telling not you now, you like my daughter, she's going on What's a trip. She, no, she's not going on a trip. And you're telling me what, you're, you're trying to override my position. And that's what's not going to happen. She has to be there. You might as well start looking for a refund because she's not going to not be there. So I need her there Monday through Friday of spring break so we can get her back on course. Listen, I don't know who the f*** you think you're talking to. I have the ultimate position over even you. That's my daughter. That's my daughter. I get to tell you what I'm doing with her. She's going on that trip. You're out of your I'm mind. You think you're going to tell me that I have to not send my daughter on the trip. Sorry. It's not happening. I'm, I'm telling you right now, she's not going on a trip. 
Now, I'm oh, yes, the hell she I, is. Oh, oh, no, she's not. I'm going to speak with Aisha tomorrow and let her know. That I'm I have spoken with her. You're not going to tell my daughter a damn thing. I'm telling her she's not going on a spring break trip. You know why? Because her grades, they're not up to par. She needs to be more concerned about her grades and not going and hanging out and a lot of gagging around wherever you're sending her. No, it's not happening. I want all of my students with passing grades. I'm a 100% assistant principal, and all my kids pass. What, are you trying to convince yourself that you're important or something? Give me a break. You're like a baby. My daughter is going on the trip, and that's final. You hear me? Okay. You know what? I'll speak with Aisha tomorrow morning at school. No, you're not. I, I, yes, I will. Now, here's the deal. I, I'll, I'll leave you this, Ms. Keisha. If Aisha does not show up Monday through Friday of spring break, then maybe you're going to have to find Aisha another school. You're threatening me now? You're threatening me. You're threatening to, what, kick my daughter out of school because of a spring break? If your daughter is not here doing spring break Monday through Friday, then she's going oh, to Oh, get the, the out of here. Get, please. I'd like to see you try that Give me a break. Miss Keisha, I think this conversation is over. My next conversation will be with Aisha. Guess what? She's going on spring break. She's staying in the school. If you do something about it, I will have people picketing outside your, your school. You're t- talking about nonsense. My daughter does great in school, and she's going on a trip, and that's it. Aisha will be in school Monday through Friday, going spring break, getting all grades, back Hold up the f- they Who are you to talking to? Who are you yelling at like that? Are you out of mind? I swear to God, if I was over there, I'd kick your f- ass. What the f- is wrong with you? Yo, you're out of control. Help your daughter with her own f- Who the f- are you talking to? You know what? You know what? You know what Aisha told me about you. Do you know what Aisha what? told tell me? Tell me. What did she tell you? She told me to prank phone call you. This is nephew Tommy <laughs> from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Keisha, oh my Keisha, God! Your daughter Aisha got. <laughs> she got me. <laughs> Right there. Anybody want me? To, y'all, y'all want me to prank anybody for y'all in 2019? I'm, I'm telling I'm on the road now. I'll, I'll no, we don't. Mm. no, we don't. No, oh, we don't. Okay. Somebody, huh? Give me somebody. Somebody in that phone of yours. Give me somebody famous, baby. Let me yeah, get somebody. <laughs> How about Tyler? How about I prank Tyler? All right, well, listen, uh, coming up. It ain't going to go like you think. <laughs> <laughs> coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Jay-Z and Meek Mill just announced details of their new criminal justice reform project. This was at a press conference in New York City. They have joined forces with Patriots owner Robert Kraft, 76's co-owner Michael Rubin, Brooklyn Nets co-owner Clara Wu Tsai, and more. Okay, The new group is called the Reform Alliance. CNN host Van Jones will serve as CEO, and uh, Meek and Rubin will be co-chairs. Meek called creating the Reform Alliance one of the most important things I've ever done in my life. If you thought my case was unfair, there are millions of others dealing with worse situations and caught up in the system without committing crimes. With this alliance, we want to change outdated laws, uh, give people hope, 
and reform a system that's stacked against us. I love that. Jay-Z added, if someone commits a crime, they should go to jail. But these things are uh, so disproportionate and the whole world knows it. It's a humane issue. The new group will work to change laws on a state-by-state basis while running a public awareness campaign. You can find out more at reformnow.com. What do you think about that, Steve? I'll tell you what. um, That's big. Mm -hmm. That's how you do it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Kudos to Meek Mill and to Jay-Z. And then... To have the uh, the real uh, smarts to partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is almost like when you're dealing with a football owner and a basketball owner and and two hip hop artists. That's as about as bipartisan as you can get. <laughs> yes. You understand? Right. I yes. mean, you're yes. talking about cats from two different worlds. Mm-hmm. Now, Jay Z can participate in their world because he's at a level financially that puts him over there with them. But like we all know that are African-American, there are still things in place that keep us out of certain situations. And from time to time, uh, racism will rear its ugly head and remind you of who you are. Now, it doesn't stop you, but they do things to remind you that systematic Mm -hmm. people, I'm talking about racist, I'm not talking about all people. I'm just talking about people who are of power, who are racist. They could they do some things to remind you who you are. So to partner with basketball team owners and a guy like Robert Kraft, very very powerful NFL owners, one of the top powerful people in the NFL, is like uh, really really smart. That's great. Yeah, really smart. it really is good news. Hopefully yep. some change. Uh, well, that's come how we do it. If it's mm-hmm. just black people screaming, they they won't listen. Mm. That's true, Steve. That's a shame. So yeah, yeah it, it's, really it's, it's it's it really is. It's just a damn shame. But that's see, but it's the world see, we live in. in which slavery live. didn't end because black people were sick of being slaves. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. Because we were sick bef- as we got on the boat. Hmm. We were hmm. sick when we were sitting on the auction block. We were sick of being in the fields from day one. Yeah. From day one, we were sick of it. So it took a lot of African Americans, black people, to to rally, but they had to have help. Help, and thank God for Quakers who helped along the Underground Railroad path, who helped, who there were well-meaning whites who helped conceal a lot of blacks and slaves escaping to the north. A lot. Now there were a lot of lot of people with hounds out there hunting them down too. You know, mm. but you had enough good ones to get a lot of them through. And, uh, you know, it's a lot, lot, of, lot of tragic stories out there about people seeking freedom. But, uh, you, know, you know, this country, man, has always, always been a part of the pain of seeking freedom. And we sh- we're supposed to stand for freedom and justice and liberty, but it's they pick and choose who they give it to. You know, slaves had to fight to be free to escape to the north. You got people south of the border who trying to escape the situation that they have in South America and Mexico and for a better life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Trying to get asylum. You know, asylum. I mean, some people here, man, because they just trying to escape the deprivation and pain and misery and and murder and violence and crime. The majority of people who come across that border are seeking work and opportunity, the vast majority. 
And the truth of the matter is, regardless as to how they are masters at flipping the script, just like they did the brothers kneeling on the sideline, they are masters at flipping the script. The majority of the drugs, Donald Trump is saying, if we build a wall, crime will fall. That's his new rhyme today. If you build a wall, crime will fall. That's not true. Because the majority of the drugs that come into this country are from legal entry ports. Not oh, now there are drugs coming from Mexico. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's a gateway for weed. It's a gateway for meth. But guess what? That ain't where the majority of it coming from. The vast majority of it, and they ain't packing them over in backpacks either. They mm. driving. Mm. Hello. Right. Through the at that gate, the most drugs come through that gate down there. That's what the most. That's where the most come from. Legal ports of entry. Yeah, they come through. They get because they can't catch all of it. Yeah, yeah. People ain't backpacking that much dope across that that damn desert. Man, come on. Sad the way he's flipped the script on this again. But this is gonna come back to backfire. It's already working. It is, yeah. It's already Democrats, Democrats know of him. Now, the percentage of people who agree with him in the Republican Party are much higher. But that's just because there's a disconnect over there for some reason. But they need, they need to open this government, man. I know that these people Oh, my them. God. I know. I know. All right. Well, listen, coming up in 20 minutes, um, the president dared Nancy Pelosi to shut down his State of the Union address. And so she did. We'll talk about it coming up in 20 (laughs) minutes after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, in political news, uh, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi has shut down the president. Okay. Uh, so the government shut down and now Nancy Pelosi shut, shut the president down. No wall and no state of the union. In a memo to the president, uh, Speaker Pelosi wrote, I'm writing to inform you the House of Representatives will not consider a resolution authorizing the state of the union address in the House of Chamber until the government has reopened. That's what you do for shutting my flight down. That's what you do for that, partner. And the government, more importantly. Right, yeah. Try yeah. me. It doesn't make any sense, but I don't know how Republicans forget that this is what he said he'd do. It was all over the news. I'm going to own the shutdown. I'm going to shut the government yep. down. When we shut it down, I'll own it. Well, own it. He said that. But this is what you can't it. do. You can't use that and hold all these 800,000 people hostage for your wall. But you promised the wall. I know. Tomorrow they'll miss another paycheck. You promised the wall. You said Mexico's going to pay for it. But this is nothing to shut the government down over. Nothing. I mean, they said it's almost costing like $6 billion to shut the government, to keep the government shut down. Isn't that that what he's asking for, the down payment for the wall? What, Steve? No, he wants the price of the wall, $5.6 billion. And the Democrats will give you something towards the wall. But they don't want to give you the 5.7 because they want some of the money to go to legal entry ports. Uh, yeah, for border security. But, but what Shirley is saying, paying back the furloughed, furloughed workers is going to be about $6 billion. It's going to be about the same it's money. That's what much? I'm saying. About $6, six billion. billion. You got to pay with them a back. B. Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I would say Nancy Pelosi, she is standing her ground on that. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
I mean, come on. You know, this is not, you're playing with people's lives here. This, he's always you know, done yeah. that. If you read his book, The Art of a, Art Deal, of a Deal, he said this is how he negotiates. He puts something out there and he doesn't back down. But Steve, that's when you know when you're in, that's in business and when you're in try, uh, trying to acquire companies and you know more real estate and things like that. These are people. These are humans we're talking this about. Is their lives, their lifestyle. Yeah, he went it like yeah. He went it like I understand yeah. everything you're saying. Huh? What, what say? people don't understand everything you're saying and what you're saying is true. But you have a man who does not know how to manage or govern people. He runs businesses. This ain't a hotel. This is a yeah. country. With, yeah. And these people don't work for you. These ain't uh, your damn employees. Hmm. Yeah, you work for us. <laughs> Get it <Man>. right. Right. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, we got to move on. Coming up at 34 after the hour. <clears throat> excuse me. Coming up at 34 after the hour, Steph Curry and his wife put their marriage first before their kids. Plus, uh, Steve is going to give out some marriage advice as well. Hell yeah, I do too. (laughs) (laughs) Right after this. You better know it. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Celebrity chef Aisha Curry, wife of Stephon Curry of the NBA's Golden State Warriors, says a secret to staying married. You guys listen who are married. Uh, They say the secret is to not put the kids first. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. This is trending everywhere, everywhere. Aisha said that she and Steph got advice from both of their parents, and both of their parents have been married a long, long time, more than 30 years. The one thing they both shared with us, they said, is just making sure that we put each other first. Because when you become a parent, you want to put your kids first, and we do, but we do it to second uh, to our relationship, she's saying. Ultimately, when our relationship is good, the kids are happy, and they're thriving, and our family life is good. We have to put that into perspective and realize that it's not us being selfish. It's making sure we set a strong foundation. I love this. I love this. This has been trending everywhere because a lot of people do not agree with this. They do think that you should put the kids first before your partner. A lot of people. They are nice second. Ain't nothing wrong with being second right there. Ain't nothing (laughs) wrong with it. But I I mean, she's right. You have to build a strong foundation, Mm -hmm. and that's the marriage, the relationship between the two people who made the kids. Right, Steve? What they're saying, Uh I agree with 100%. Do you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have to care for these kids, love them, and guide them? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But the cornerstone of the family is the parents. If the parents break up, the family is fractured. The yeah. suffering mm-hmm. starts from every level of every child's life. I want yeah. my mama, I want my daddy. Yeah. Well, because you've lost focus of who you all were that got y'all. The kids didn't put y'all together in the first place. Y'all might have came together and had the kids, but the kids don't put you in a marriage. You should be married because you're in love and you can't live without each other. Well, you've got to tend to that. Even when you have kids, mommy and daddy are first. Now, they're very important. Mm. And as infants, they can't live without you. So daddy know he going to get pushed off to the side because we got an infant who must be cared for 24-7, completely and totally dependent on us. Mm-hmm. Daddy get that, mama get that. Mm-hmm. But you've 
got to service one another and continue the service because if you don't, Tommy said it, the marriage will suffer. If the marriage suffers, the family becomes fractured and then what do we have? You can have all the time you want for the kids, but you have fractured the family. And what Aisha Curry is saying is absolutely important. She's not saying that the kids ain't important. Right. That the kids don't get to be thought of first. And mm-hmm. Steve, not only that, she went to some experts, people that they respected and admired who had been together, married for more than 30 years. Yeah, her parents so, and yeah. her in-laws. Yeah. Par- yeah. I think what she's saying, it kind of goes against when you're a parent, the, the, your parent instincts that you're saying that the kids aren't first. You know what I'm saying? Right. So when she said that, people are like, what? Yeah. You know, you don't put your children first. People were so yeah. upset about this. No, they but really listen were. to me. <clears throat> They're not. But you know what? People, look, it's going to take the world is full of different opinions. Yeah. Okay. So you can disagree with Aisha and be perfectly right with how you want to do it. We were talking about uh, should boys and girls be raised differently on the show the other day. Mm-hmm. And a woman was adamant, you should raise a girl no different than you raise a boy. Why would you? I disagree. That's the problem. You're treating your daughters different than your boys. They are they different. They are different. I, I, don't, I don't know if you noticed <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but they, they damn show very different. And they think totally different. Yeah. They process information totally different. And they wire different. But it's nothing that she came up with. Is the She went to some experts. Who had, yeah. who had done it and it worked yeah. for them? They you married know, 30 years, yeah, like thir- mom and dad. Yeah, come on. If I don't, if yeah. what, Tommy? I was just saying, if I don't go out to lunch with my wife, to a movie, to concert, if I don't keep that consistently going, we 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 slipping away from each other. We gotta have some fun. We gotta go out. That's we gotta right. kick it. Yeah. We have to kick it. Mm-hmm. And have fun. Yeah. All right, coming up next, it is the nephew with the prank phone call. Right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, listen. uh, Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's today's Strawberry Letter. The subject, neither one of us can be trusted. Uh, But right now, the nephew is here. Speaking of marriage, uh, right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got, Neff? Well, we've been talking about the while. We've been talking about the while, ain't we? So here's what we finna to do. We're going to see mm-hmm. if anybody want to work the while, okay? Ooh. So oh, this what? right here, if anybody want to work the while, this title is Wall Workers, okay? Whoa. Wall Workers. We got a course for that, too. Those going to open up <laughs> at the bride. <laughs> How to repair clippers. <laughs> wow. I think it's called CRP. Uh, yeah. Here it is, y'all. Clipper Wall repair. workers. What, what is it, Steve? Clipper repair. It's not about clippers. It's about the wall. That we said, huh? The wall, clippers. Wall workers. <laughs> now, here it is. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Harvey, please. Speaking. Who's here? My name is Kevin. Uh, I'm calling from um, Wall Workers Recruitment. Uh, are you currently working right now? Are you employed? Uh, no, I'm not employed. I'm looking for some some work right now. Yeah. Okay. okay. What was your right. name again? So, I'm sorry. What was your name again? My name is Kevin. Kevin. 
Okay, how you doing, Mr. Kevin? I'm good. I'm good. You um, you got recommended. Uh, somebody put you uh, gave us your name that you might be interested in doing some work. We actually have a uh, contract with the government, and uh, we at this point don't have enough manpower, and um, we're looking for uh, for people that want to work. So this this deal is actually going to probably start probably mid March, beginning to mid March, wow. and this this is going to be a three to four year job. So if you're looking for really? some uh, some employment, we've got you. This job is going to pay. Forty, forty-five dollars an hour. You're gonna work twelve-hour shifts, and at least six hours a day, and it's all construction. Nice. So, from my understanding, you you've done quite a bit of uh, construction. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that 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 is correct, sir. I've been working okay. in construction for the past like twelve years now. So, yeah, that's yeah. great. Thank you. Thank you so are, much are for the call. Yeah, are you used to are you used to um, work with concrete quite a bit? Yeah, yeah. No, I I do everything. You know, anything that has to do with construction, I'm your man. So, Good deal. Uh, I mean, we, we, we definitely want you to come in, and, and we want to get you a physical. Uh, make sure you're, you're, you know, in good shape to, uh, to actually be um, a part of the company. We want to make sure you're, uh, you're all fit and ready to go for March. So, do um, you think this would be something you'd like to do? Yeah, I, this is this is amazing. So, what type of project is this? This is, um, like I said, we're on wall workers. Recruitment. I'm actually spearheading it. Uh, we got this deal with the government, so we're as soon as we get the green light, we just got to make sure we got enough manpower, and we're looking for. Wait a second. Wait a second. Did you say wall workers recruitment? Wall workers recruitment. Correct, sir. Like building the wall. Building the wall. Building the wall at, at the uh, at the borders. Exactly. I know. I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm gonna have to pass on this. I mean, I need the work. Uh, I mean, is there is there is there a problem, Javi? Yeah, it's a problem. I mean, I'm oh. Mexican American, man. I got family that lives over there in Mexico. I got family that lives over here. You know, in the states, like I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. I mean, it's too so, much controversy. I don't want to be a part of anything that Trump has to do with with building some wall. Are you kidding me? You were excited when I told you we were paying you forty five dollars an hour for twelve hour shifts and six 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 days a week. I mean, that's pretty good yeah. money. Of course, no, that's great money, but I, I wouldn't be a part of this for if you paid me a hundred bucks an hour or a thousand bucks an hour. I mean, you know, that's disrespectful to my people, my brother. I mean, it it ain't gonna happen. I don't, I don't want a part of this. I didn't know I didn't know what type of project it was until now. I mean, you must have said it really quickly because I didn't catch what you said, and I don't know if you're catching what I'm saying, but I want no part of this. So you have a problem with building a wall, and we're paying you. X amount of dollars that's going to put, um, you know, food on your table and, and take care of your family. You got a problem with that? No, I don't give a f if it puts food on my table. I can make my money doing looking for some other work. I ain't gonna be a part of building some god mother. Whoa! Don't you understand what I'm saying, bro? I, I like, hear what you're saying, but I mean, we're going, we're going to be built in the first place. My family, my ancestors. This land right here belonged to them before it was a part of the U.S., all right? I mean, how there's a border is because some f***ing sold this part of Mexico to the U.S. I mean, he betrayed us Mexicans. This is not cool. Not cool. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Are you just calling Latinos to build this wall, or are you calling other races, too? I haven't, I mean... Uh, I, I don't know everyone's nationality, sir. I, you just came well, out What about the last names, dumb? How about that, though? Are you looking at the last names? 
I'm, I'm, I'm not looking at the last names. I mean, I know, uh, I, I assume that you were Latino. Your name is Javi. I, I got that, but I, I, it's I, actually I, Javier. It's Javier, not Javi. Only my friends and family call me Javi. All right. Okay. Uh, um, do you have any friends or family you think might want to work the wall? Man, f- you, bro. Yo, who the f- do you think you are, man? We had parents fully dropped you when you were a baby. Okay. Nobody okay. could be that f- dumb and stupid all at once. Haven't you seen the news? I mean, what the hell do you think I was going to say? I mean, you, Trump, and everybody else that's a part of building this wall is going to all shove the wall off the f- all right? I mean, okay, well, 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 no f- disrespectful. You must really think that you can just start recruiting Latinos to do your dirty work? Excuse me, I, I, uh, I'm sorry, Javier. What about what about um Luis? What about what Luis? about Luis? Your cousin? I mean, would, would he be all right with, on the wall? What do you mean, my cousin Luis? How the f- do you know my cousin Luis? What? Well, so you got him signed up, and he's the one that f- recommended me. Because I'm gonna kick his. F- I'm gonna go to his house right now and kick his f- in front of his mother. You better not f- tell me my cousin signed up already. No, I'm going to tell you this. Your cousin Louise got me to prank phone call you. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Harvey, oh. you just got pranked, man. <laughs> you mother... <laughs> I can't believe this. Oh, my God. This is crazy, man. We're going to go in and kick it. <laughs> oh, you guys got me good, man. You guys got me real do this for me, man. In Spanish, let me know this. What is the baddest radio show in the land? La estación favorita mía is the Steve Harvey's morning show. Man, play too much, man. Uh, Steve, what uh, you got to say to your nephew about the wall? When he What's found the... out what wall your ass was talking about, <laughs> boy. He let you have it. Yes, he did. It's, it's, it's two yeah. languages. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all go there. Y'all do concrete, all that. Wait a minute, man. The wall. <laughs> Talking about the wall on CNN. I got your wall. They're going on that bill, man. Oh, man. Wow, Tommy. Uh, that might have been too far right there, man. Yeah, you, you think? think? Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what, though? His cousin, Louise, put me up to it. He said, hey, get my cousin Hobby. He ain't working. He said, give him a call. Do something about the wall, Tommy. I said, okay, cool. I put that I put that wall on his ass. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I'm surprised he knew what you were talking about, cuz. I held it. I was able to say it, but I don't know no, if I, I mean, had to do it under pressure. You know, when you prank, you can actually say your double. Oh, man. But you. <laughs> out of character. Never you, Tommy. Uh, well, you go out of character. You can say the when you come on back. <laughs> oh, there it is, baby. All right. Thank you, Neff. Excellent, Neff. Thank you. Working the wall. We working the wall. <laughs> Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, neither one of us can be trusted, okay? <sighs> we'll do it. Get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, it's time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, on dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to Steve Harvey FM and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one. Could be. Yeah. 
Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. Subject, neither one of us can be trusted. Dear Stephen Shirley, my husband and I are in our late 30s and have been married for 15 years. We've had some hiccups in our marriage, and we went to counseling to fix the issues. I thought we were doing really good since the counseling, but here we are a year later, and my husband's insecurities got the best of him. He created a fake social media account and pretended to be one of my exes that I dated before we got married. He started sending me sweet messages, posing as my ex, but I was very stern about letting him know that I'm happily married and not interested in him at all in that way. I thought it was weird that my ex would still want me after over 15 years of not seeing me. I was intrigued, but still not interested. But here's where I messed up and got caught up. I set a date to meet my ex, who was really my husband, at a sushi bar for dinner. The day I was supposed to meet my ex, I lied and told my husband that I was going to dinner with my girls, but I didn't tell him where. When I pulled up at the sushi restaurant to meet my ex, my husband called me and explained to me how he set me up, and then he told me to bring my lion cheating behind back home. God. Wow. I was embarrassed and really, really upset with him. I have admitted I was wrong, but at the same time, I feel like he owes me a big apology, too. This is not normal behavior to trick your wife like this. Now we're back in counseling, but I don't think this marriage works for me anymore. Is it okay for my husband to play games with me like this? Who was more at fault, me or him? I want to get a divorce. Please help. Now this right here, <laughs> this is some this mess right, right here. here. <laughs> this right here is this some right mess. Here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this right Man. here. <laughs> Normally, you know, I, I would definitely suggest counseling and some therapy to help get uh, troubled marriage uh, back on track. But it doesn't seem like your husband uh, got any good from it when he was in it the first time. His deceitful behavior only made things worse because you got caught up in it, which turned into lying from you and possibly cheating from you on him. No, I know you didn't cheat, but this was a dangerous game he was playing. Yes, you both were wrong to answer your question. Him for setting you up and you for lying to him and for going. Uh, it, it, this is not normal behavior. You're right about that. Uh, yeah, he, he owes you an apology, too. This is a mess, like I say. Uh, I'm glad you're back in counseling. I don't know. It didn't work the first time. Maybe you guys should have chose. I hope you chose a different counselor this time because it definitely didn't work. Uh, because that big setup he put on you. But, um, yeah, you got to be, you can't be doing this, okay? I don't care how good it sounds. You you know, (sighs) you didn't cheat, but you lied, and you almost cheated, okay? Uh, So you guys are both at fault, and two wrongs definitely don't make a right. Uh, You want to get a divorce, that's on you. Steve... Some crazy mess. First of all, let me just say this. These two people Mm. is sick of each other. (laughs) And have been sick of each other for quite some time. Because they've just become so bored with one another, so familiar with one another because they've been married 
half of their life almost, they weren't able to experience any of the other things in life or partake of many things in life. So they just been married. They've had a tough marriage. They've been to counseling several times and they thought it had worked out. Well, your husband let this uh, insecurity get the best of it. So this dude creates a fake social media page, then got on it and pretended to be one of her exes that she dated before we got married. Now, that's 15 years ago. Oh, they in their late 30s. Okay, I got it now. I thought they was 30. They in their late 30s, which means they could be about 38, 39, something like that. Been married 15 years. That's 23. Huh? Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So pretended to be this dude that she dated before they got married. And, uh, you know, you were very stern. You let him know you're happily married, not interested in him at all in that way. And you kind of thought it was kind of crazy that your ex still wanted you over 15 years and ain't even seen you. You were shocked and Probably cause, you know, since he ain't seen you, he don't know what he getting. So you probably just as surprised as he would have been had you showed up. You know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, ain't none of us what we was 15 years ago. That could have brought on a lot of surprise. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, you got intrigued, but still not interested. But here's why I messed up and got caught up. Oh, see, right here, lady, now you're lying. Mm. See, you got intrigued and you got caught up. Because you know what you did? You set a date to meet your ex, who was really your husband, at a sushi bar for dinner. Lord. The day I was supposed to meet my ex, I lied to my husband, told him I was going to dinner with my girls. I didn't tell him where. Then I pulled up at the sushi restaurant to meet my ex slash your husband. Your husband called you and explained to me how he set you up. Then he told me to bring my line cheating behind back home. I was embarrassed. Here's why I love you. I was embarrassed and really, really upset with him. Girl, you better do it. You better do like men do. You better flip flip that script. (laughs) You better take a best defense is a good offense. You better hair up and be madder than him. (laughs) Boy, I was proud of this girl right here. Because if that ain't a dude move, I ain't never seen one. Then caught you cheating, but you mad at him. The hell you in my phone phone. All right, uh, Steve, listen, uh, we're coming back. We'll have part two of your response to today's when letter. When you snoop, you're going to find something. That's right. Uh, subject, neither one of us can be trusted. We'll be back at 23 after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, let's go. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. Neither one of us can be trusted is the subject. Boy, this lady after my heart in this letter. <laughs> Her and her husband had some trouble, been married for a while, counseling. Uh, her husband pretty insecure because obviously she's messed around. If your man is insecure, 
is because you've messed around on him, and he's probably messed around on you. That's why both y'all went to counseling. Because y'all both didn't trip. But his insecurity got the best of him, so he created a fake uh, social media page. And he acted like he was one of your ex-boyfriends that you dated before y'all got married. He started communicating with him. You started communicating back. You was trying to be stern with it, tell the man you wasn't interested, that you were happily married and you had a husband and all this here. But you couldn't understand why after 15 years this man still wanted you. He ain't even seen you. He don't even know what you done blowed up to be. <laughs> Steve! <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Ah, stop that. <laughs> I'm talking about her career. I know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep it see, moving. See, you took it somewhere else. I took it like you would say it. Well, see, in 15 it. years, people can blow up. Uh-huh. You can become something you've always wanted to be, or you can just can't believe who you've become. <laughs> Either way, you couldn't believe he contacted you after 15 years. Ah, but you still wasn't interested, you say. You had no interest in him like that. But do you say then this is where you messed up? You set a date with him. Well, if you wasn't interested, what you set the date for? You just wanted to see. Curiosity mm. killed a cat. Now, you done took your kitty cat down to the sushi bar. <sighs> set a date with your ex, who really your husband. You lied to your husband, told him you was going to have dinner with your girls. You pull up in the parking lot, your husband call you. Come on, say this like he was. And then you know what he said? What? Hey! (laughs) Let me tell you something. Uh Where you, who you think I am? You down there thinking you finna have some sushi with old boy. Well, let me tell you something. Old boy is me. I set you up. I created an account and act like I was him. Now, you bring your lying ass on back to this house. (laughs) Steve Harvey. Huh? (laughs) You know what you said there. Talking about huh. Uh -huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. Okay. You you bring your trifling. Okay. You bring your trifling cheating. Yeah. He ain't seen you in 15 years. (laughs) He don't know like I know. <laughs> Go back in that car. And come on back to this house. You are so kind of stupid. <laughs> I'm gonna hurt you. Huh? I'm gonna hurt you. Huh? You heard me. Go on. So then. So then. This way it got good. <laughs> After she climbed back in that car. Tow her belt on that stand wheel. <laughs> now she embarrassed because she just popping buttons on <laughs> from her blouse and got caught on the She was making a left turn and tore her blouse clean off. <laughs> she was real. I got really upset with him. <laughs> now, I have admitted that I was wrong, but at the same time, I feel like he owes me a big apology too. Are you for real? <laughs> hey, lady, you yeah, think your husband <laughs> gonna apologize to you? <laughs> you gonna be waiting a long ass time for that? He should. He tricked her. Ain't nobody here. You can't get tricked if you ain't tricking.
Yeah. You bit Uh-oh. it. You bit yeah, it. You understand? Yeah. You can't get tricked if you ain't being tricky. Mm. Oh, you being tricky. That's why you got tricked. If you'd have stuck to your original slogan, I'm happily married. I'm not interested in you. You wouldn't have been down at the restaurant. <laughs> I really hate you. <laughs> Sitting up in this car. You know, good hell, well, you surprised he want to see you. Well, let me show you all of me then. Two pounds spikes on, can't breathe. Yeah, just in there, just, oh, oh, just catching hell. Wow. He watching her get dressed, though. Uh, yeah. yeah, where you going, baby? I'm going out here to have dinner with my girl. Why you wearing all those spikes? Don't ask me nothing about these spikes. <laughs> Sitting up in here, and I feel like he owe me a big apology, too. This is not normal behavior to trick your wife like this. Mm-hmm. Now, we back in counseling. What is y'all back in counseling for? <sighs> it's over. <laughs> but I don't think that this marriage works for me anymore. Yeah. Hell no, because you was going down there to fix it at the sushi <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> but old big old Cleaver's kind of <laughs> threw a little... A little hook in the game. <laughs> Don't nobody want you but me. Bring your gas home back. <laughs> <laughs> he did not say that. That That's is not in the letter. You know, good hell well, don't nobody want you but me. I don't even know why you down there trying to act like you like sushi. You know your ass eat pork chop. Sitting up here going down to a sushi restaurant. You don't even like sushi. All we eat up in here is fried fish. Now you down there with this little man like you eat sushi. You don't eat no damn sushi. You eat the rice. <laughs> Eat some, no damn sushi. Some gravy on I don't think this marriage worked for me no more. Hell no. Mm. Husband playing games with me like that. Who was more at fault? You for carrying your ass down there. Me or him? I, I want to get a divorce. Get one. You know, y'all need a divorce and both of y'all need an affair. What? Huh? Y'all needed a divorce and an affair. You need to get on back down there. To, but quit going to right. sushi. Go down there and get you a big-ass man. We got to go. Eat ham. <laughs> we got to go. Email <laughs> us or Instagram us. I know your thoughts on today's strawberry letter. Get Steve down Harvey. there in that sushi restaurant. Try to meet a sumo restaurant. <laughs> Steve Harvey FM. Coming up in 10 minutes, our girl from the talk, Cheryl Underwood, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, share to Underwood. Steve Harvey, I don't even know where to get started. It's so much shenanigans out there. Start with her. Okay, listen to me. See, back in the day, you know, and I'm going to advance something that might be a little sophisticated. You know, because Shirley Scrabberries and I, you know, we grew up in Chicago, right? Chicago. They used to walk up okay. to you and ask you, what set you claim? Remember that, Shirley? You used to ask people what set they claim, right? Uh, okay. No, Shirley's never. <laughs> never. No, Shirley was, where you from? She so claims Cheryl. Jesus. Follow me. She uh, claims okay. Jesus. Uh-huh. She's, <laughs> she's, she's gangbanging for Christ. She claims Jesus. West Ham. Now... The new gang is Nancy Pelosi. She's a goon, man. She's a goon. Nancy Pelosi. Let me tell you something. And Nancy Pelosi, ain't no drive-by. I'm going to put mine right on letterhead. You ain't coming here to speak about nothing. Right. Letterhead. I'm number three. I'm, I'm going to be present. Get out of here with that. Then, wait. He, first of all, let these people go back to work. Because yes. all this mess yes. that you're doing, yeah. you are spending the same $6 billion yes. you asked mm-hmm. for for a while that don't nobody want. That they just said on CNN, there's a hundred tunnels under these Mexico <laughs> running stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
They, 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 they back in full. A hundred tunnels. Mexico said, hey, we got all the time in the world. What you trying to do? We <laughs> yeah. trying to do that. Mexico got, said, we don't they, need ladders. Hey, Cheryl, they said uh-huh. they got so many tunnels. Y'all ain't got the dirt to fill them back in. <laughs> That's right. You ain't got the wall. Yeah. You, ain't got, you ain't got no plywood. Oh, we coming, Kim. We we done already got a hundred tunnels to your almost built wall that you really can't fit. Listen, <laughs> you think if we up. can't get El Chapo out, you don't think we can get him? Thank you. <laughs> That's right. That's get them in. El Chapo was naked. Everybody else coming. They saying we listen to me. Trump about to look stupid. He gon' he not gonna get reelected because it's his support. See, it's not just our brothers and sisters in D.C. It's all over the country. It's Montana. Right. It's places where he won that these yeah. people are not going to work. Michigan, and every place right. I went through the airport, I hugged them. And I said, thank you. Thank you for coming to work. I want to thank everybody that's coming to work, the FBI, everybody. Ooh. But they need mm-hmm. to finish this. And Trump, he played too much. You had the House mm-hmm. and the Senate, and your stupid a- I'm sorry. Your stupid <laughs> button didn't even bring this forward. He didn't yep. bring it forward when you had the power to do it. Now you up against one of the shrewdest politicians in the game, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> and you should have never gave our sister Maxine Waters that kind of power, subpoena power. Yeah. Boy, there's a new sheriff in town, and the name is Maxine Waters. I like all those papers in the box. Let's go. <laughs> I love this right now. Almost made me want to stop being a Republican, but I got to be in the meeting so I can go. <laughs> you gonna do what? <laughs> you gonna be in the meeting, Cheryl? <laughs> I love being in the meetings now, Junior. Let me tell you something. And they be trying to put me out. And I'd be like, okay, give me all the money I donated then. Mm-hmm. Since you want to put somebody out. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't seen nobody deal with Russian prostitutes since the wire went off. What the hell's going on? <laughs> on oh, HBO. <laughs> Liz, remember they had all the Russian prostitutes yeah. and that, yeah. that, that tank of canister? Man, that daggone Idris Elba, though. Yeah, yeah, man. Man, listen, I couldn't even watch that. I was like, y'all, oh, you lost me with this. Oh, let me say, can I say something about the the Hebrew Israelites and the Indian man and the children? Yes. Let me tell you something. First of all, Pope Francis is embarrassed about what they're doing over there. Pope Francis did not send them to Washington, D.C. to get involved in no altercation. And everybody know when the Hebrew is, when the black Hebrew Israelites is talking, don't say nothing. Don't don't say nothing because you're not going to win that battle. You notice what they did. They smirking all in the face of the Indian man that's trying to be peaceful. What they did not do is cross the threshold of these brothers that one go, okay, did I go too far? Did I I go too far? Y'all getting kind of crying. Yeah, because y'all know you're going to Look at the camera. camera. You ain't seen nobody. You didn't see nobody go over there where the the brother Hebrew Israelites were because they know what time it is. They know what time it is. And smirking, you can get your little hat knocked out. See, you play around. Around, you can get your little hat knocked. What what is the new saying, brothers and sisters? It's gonna get your 
going to get your little hat yeah. knocked out. You play too Don't much. Let your the world is different. Uh-huh. Well, I was, well, see, Carla told me to stop saying words with vowels and two consonants in it. She said, Look, <laughs> what? I've asked you, Cheryl. <laughs> she did. Me she, and uh, Junior and Tommy on. don't even know what a vowel and consonant is. <laughs> vowel <laughs> with the you. two consonants in it. I Carla forgot. Was, I ain't going to lie to you. It's what a vowel and two consonants. And Carla will call you on a, on a block number where you think it's like Pizza Hut or Grub Hub calling you to let you know your order's outside and it be gone. Girl, you crazy. <laughs> so when she want to get you together, she would not call you on the number you got. She would call you. <laughs> you crazy. And you be like, who the heck? Where my pizza? Oh, Carla. Okay, you want me to stop cursing? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. How Goodbye. you get this number? How you get this number? Listen. Real talk. Is Joe Biden going to run or what? He need to. Well, right now, Cheryl, it looks like he's the only one that could really beat Trump right now. Yes. He looks like that. While I'm happy See, that, I like that the Kamala. Sister Kamala. Oh, Kamala. Yeah, I like her. Kamala too. I like her. Yeah, I, like I, love, her too. I love Kamala. But now, we've got to get through the clutter. Yes, right. She's got to make it through the primaries. Yes. I, that Iowa, whatever, I don't know what Iowa the hell be happening New over New Hampshire, there, all of that. They That's ass all of get those. your ass on a yes. point. Yeah. They get you together. Yeah, so I don't I don't know, man. I just I just don't know yet. Yeah, it's we, hard But to I tell think her. she make a good vice president, don't you think, to Joe Biden. No, no shade on her. I'm just saying, when we're trying to get the win in hand, we need an old school dude up there or a woman up there, but really old school dude, and then have her be vice president, grow her in the presidency. Mm-hmm. We take control of the White House for at least 16 to 24 years. Did I just repeat the Republican strategy? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Cheryl. We got to get out of meeting. here. We love your we take on everything. Here. We thank you I'm going so back much. in this Republican meeting, Shirley. Okay. I gotta go back and get some more information. <laughs> get the coming, knowledge. Get the knowledge. Coming up at the, the top of the hour, Carla is here with her reality update right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Tommy, do the honors. Please. It's that time. Get ready. She is here. Carla Farrell with reality update. Oh, boy, where I shine. <laughs> Ooh, well, let's get come this on. shining. Come on. Ish. Thank you, nephew. All right. Watch, how, go, watch how much I know. Come on. Okay. Let's talk about Celebrity Big Brother. Have you been watching that? Oh, Hell with the yeah. mooch. With the mooch, right? Yeah. yeah it's the a dude that was on the uh, thing with, uh, with um, Donald Trump uh-huh. for two yeah, days. White House, uh-huh. The Press former Secretary. White House Communications yeah. Director. Uh-huh. Yes, Director. For 11 yeah. days. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Creator of the Salt Convention. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so if you don't know, Big Brother is a group, well, celebrity Big Brother. Anyways, reality show, group of celebrities, they they live in this house for several weeks, and there's cameras and microphones that follow their every move, like 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And so Smooch each week got someone- too much, too, got too much money for this here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so check this there. out. Each week, someone is voted out of the house, and the last remaining house guest on this edition of Celebrity Big Brother will win- a uh, quarter of a million dollars. Okay. So some of the celebrities include our guy, Anthony Mooch, you know, Scarmucci. We've been talking about him, the former White House direct communications director with President he Trump. He got that much money. He got, he got <laughs> He's good. He, Tamar Braxton, 
Now, former divorce, NFL player. His costing him a lot. Is it really? The mm-hmm. mooch? Yeah. Mm, okay. Oh, well, let me tell you who else divorced. is in the house. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Tamar Braxton, NFL, former NFL player Ricky Williams. Ricky! Ricky, wow. yeah. Candy Burris. I know why he on the show. He yeah. he hot now. <laughs> <laughs> Junior Candy Burris from Real Housewives of Atlanta. She's on there. Uh huh. Olympic athlete Lolo Jones. Wow, I Lolo. Yeah. Lolo. Oh my god. Lolo fan. Everybody Ooh. loved Lolo. Yeah. Lolo. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, so let me just update you. The Mooch got voted off already. Already. He's gone. Because <laughs> he, he ain't fit in. What happened? He ain't fit well, in. Well, you know, he didn't win head of households. And, yeah, uh, you know. You know, they vote you off. Ryan, the swimmer. Wanna, I didn't think they it was. They didn't have nothing in common with nobody in the house. Ain't nobody like talking to him. Yeah. No, I, they didn't. I don't no, know. I, I wasn't real thrilled about him being in there anyway. He ain't I just, fit in. Yeah, he, I didn't he think he was. Fit in. Yeah, I didn't think he was a good match. Ex football player. Listen to Steve. Listen to Steve. You're right. He don't. He don't fit in. You know, it's like, you know. Stick out of mud. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, there's this beef going on between Tamar and Candy. No, not the sisters. Not the sisters. I don't Don't understand what's going on. I guess there was drama, Tommy, between Tamar and Candy before they actually got into the (laughs) Big Brother house. So they were arguing about little bitty things, and Tamar and and Candy were arguing about who's relevant in Atlanta and then being a star, you know, with reality TV. You know, it was just a crazy argument. I think Tamar went too far. She took it there, and Candy was like, why are you going there? And then Candy, she just didn't understand it at all. And then Tamar was also mad at Candy for what happened on the escape tour. Tamar was on the tour. She said Candy was talking about her, and Tamar said she was going through a rough time in her marriage, blah, blah, blah. Take a listen. I have a little sound from that. Take a listen. Now, but see, that's where it's not going to go well, because that last... What are you talking When somebody tell you how... When somebody tell you how they feel, for you to laugh is... Because I wasn't trying to attack you. Okay, Tamar. Whatever. I can't take this laughing. I, I'm out of here. I can't deal with this laughing. <sighs> this is hilarious to me. The fact that she's trying to make me this villain in her life is like totally ridiculous. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah. That's Candy. That's what Candy was this saying. And Tamar broke I don't like it. Man, yeah. Tamar I mean, broke like it down and she fight. was crying. It was just a lot. I'm like, well, what? I've had Tamar on my show. She a lot now. Yeah. She a lot. Yeah, she break, She get into it with everybody on the damn show. They be over there nervous. <laughs> oh, was she doing the panel? Oh, they be over there nervous, man. man. <laughs> oh, on on on, on your uh, talk show. Yeah, straight talk oh, panel. Man. I've had yeah. several girls on the show nervous about it. I don't want to say nothing Tamar don't agree with. Yeah, because she'll go there. Mm, yeah. And well, Candy's usually the level headed one, right, Carla? Even on Atlanta Housewives, she's kind of getting into it. With, yeah, Candy, they're, they're, yeah, they're trying to push her buttons mm-hmm. and she's kind of, you know, she'll go there. I'm not saying yeah. Candy is an angel about any, mm-hmm. by any means, but I'm yeah, saying but, this yeah. situation with Tamar, I just feel like Tamar's taking it too far. It's just not necessary. Right, but you know, yeah. Candy yeah. got real business. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. successful. Nice so, story. you know, Huh? Tamar nice has a tall, career. What'd you nice say, Tommy? Uh-uh, uh-uh, you don't nice ask him. Toys. You ain't seen no toys. Candy toys. Oh, how, candy coated. How you know about <laughs> her sex toy line? She does have yeah, a business. Boy, yeah, you ain't yeah, hear yeah, about yeah. them toys? Oh, I've been on the website and everything. She got nice toys. 
You been you been on the website? You sh- you been shopping? Hey man, hey man, did you I listen to yourself? Hey, listen. Surfing, please get him. Hey, Tom. Uncle, listen Tom. to yourself. What I you listen to me. You're married, mm, idiot. It's certain things you can't My say wife. out loud no more. She know. Please don't say listen that. to your uncle, Tamar Junior. You just talk. Please <laughs> don't talking. say. Nothing about your wife like your stupid ass can right. say. My wife don't make no statements after that ignorant ass comment you just made. Oh my Man, don't God. say this, boy. What's wrong with him? Okay, go ahead, Carl. I'm sorry. Let me just. Yeah, let, uh, let's move Shut on. Your so anyway, ass anyway, this ain't your segment. I got. I'm on that shopping. I got toy. <laughs> what is you talking about? Get him, All right, yeah. let's move on. So that's Celebrity Big Brother. You know, I'll be checking it out. And I think y'all is Lolo Jones. I think she's still a virgin. I think she's like 36 years old. Hey, Lolo. Oh, I can't say nothing right here, dog. I can't say nothing. <laughs> no, I got no more. Hey, Lolo. Yeah, yeah, you can say something right here. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm no. not sure. I think so. I think she's saying. Well, I want to hear no, what this, he's going to say right Let me now. hear what no, you got to say, Tom. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm okay. Hey. I mean, she is really, really a super sweet person. I've had her on my show Great a couple athlete. of times. Oh, you know her? Yeah. Yeah. You've met her a couple of times. Yeah, I've met her. She's yeah. really, really a sweetheart of a person. Talented. And she's saving herself from marriage. From marriage, yeah. yeah. But we need to hurry this up, though. I'm just going to be real with running you. from it. Hey. Well, shut up. <laughs> well, you Literally. promised you weren't going to say anything. She's running from it. Why are you running from it? Carla, please continue. <laughs> she's not well, running from it. Well, I was going to talk about she's real really just. Ahead, She's saving herself for marriage. Yeah, yeah as it should be. Yeah. yeah. Seven, seven, twenty-nine. Steve, we're talking. About <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, Carla, hang on. Uh, let's you just want me to come back. back. Yeah, we got to okay. talk about Atlanta Housewives. Yeah. All right, uh, more with Carla and her reality update, and more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Uh, <laughs> Here comes Carla in part two. Come on, Tommy, do the, do the, we, uh, Only if do we're going back to Lolo. We're going back to Lolo? No, Celebrity Big Brother, no. What do you no, mean, we? On. Yeah. We were talking about, we were talking about Lolo. Please. Hey, Lolo and J-Lo cousins. <laughs> oh, oh. Just, all right, here we go. Here we go. Uh, no, we're no. back with part two, Carla, the one and only with reality update. Yes, thank you, nephew. And don't say nothing else after that. Oh, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> all right. We talked about Candy Barris and Tamar and all of them on Celebrity Big Brother. Now let's move on to t- talk about Candy, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Hell so the ladies, yeah. All right. Yeah, okay, Steve. So you know how you talk about they always go on these trips. Well, the ladies are in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Japan. And so this is a trip For that what? Eva, she put together. And, um... Trip. They arrived in Tokyo, and Shirley, did you see that Marlo, none of her bags of all the people. Oh, oh, somebody bag got lost? What did Nene no. say, Carla? We couldn't have written this if we wanted to. She said, you can't make this up. Yeah. So Marlo's bags didn't make it. She was not, not happy. Anyway, the ladies got settled in the hotel, and... Eva and the uh, one of the new ladies on the show, Tanya, she's a friend. Anyway, they hired a Japanese tour guide to help mm-hmm. them, you know, 
yes. see the sights and, you know, go around Tokyo. And so one of the things that the tour guide told the ladies was that punctuality and being on time is a big thing for the Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. And it's disrespectful and an insult if they're late. So she was letting them know ahead of time, hey, each day and we got stuff to do. she said that to some black people. <laughs> she sure did walk in there and tell them, uh, yeah. y'all got did, to be on time. anybody from Atlanta tell them, that we have CP time. <laughs> well, in our culture. And, uh, in right. our culture, it applies to them everywhere we go. They were supposed to be there at 11, right, Carla? Right. 11 a.m. So right. So the very next day, of course, they... Well, and Nene, she usually, usually is not that late, but she was the one that was late that day. Mm-hmm. So she was, you know, she gave them a warning about their punctuality. So they went to see sites and they went to this act they went to this temple, y'all. Mm-hmm. So they had their fortunes. They were reading stuff about their fortunes in this temple. And the girl Tanya, she's been engaged for a while. And so Nini kinda told her that when she was reading her fortune, well maybe you should marry somebody else. So later on they went to lunch. So the girl Tanya asked Nini, what did she mean by that? Because she was kinda offended that she would say something Ooh. like that. Child, let me tell <laughs> you, baby. honey. I don't, baby. Th- I don't know what you think you ought to marry somebody else mean. Well, she was just. <laughs> Sound pretty kinda, clear to me. Yeah, but she was <laughs> like, well, why you going there? Why you all in mind with my business and my fiance? And, you know, and honey, that Nene just fired off. Ooh. I don't give a blank. <laughs> Who you marry? The true Nene form. <laughs> Nene got too much pressure on her anyway. Yeah, that, <laughs> She's going that's through it. too much anyway. That, and and, that, and that was it because oh, Greg, okay. her and Greg were beefing before she got on the trip and she wanted to get away from Greg. Greg was acting mean and, you uh-huh. know, he's been sick and all of these yeah, things. So yeah. Nene was not having it. So anyway, I'll update you later. I got to go. Hit me up at Lips And on Carla. a serious note, man, I'm, I'm yes. pulling for Greg. Yes, we, yes, we all are. Yes, yeah, we love Greg. Greg. Yeah, good brother, man. Love Greg. All right, yep. thank you, Carla, as always. We'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Jay-Z and Meek Mill just announced details of their new criminal justice reform project. This was at a press conference in New York City. They have joined forces with Patriots owner Robert Kraft, 76's co-owner Michael Rubin, Brooklyn Nets co-owner Clara Wu Tsai, and more, okay? The new group is called the Reform Alliance. CNN host Van Jones will serve as CEO, and uh, Meek and Rubin will be co-chairs. Meek called creating the Reform Alliance one of the most important things I've ever done in my life. If you thought my case was unfair, there are millions of others dealing with worse situations and caught up in the system without committing crimes. With this alliance, we want to change outdated laws, uh, give people hope, and reform a system that's stacked against us. I love that. Jay-Z added, if someone commits a crime, they should go to jail. But these things are uh, so disproportionate, and the whole world knows it. It's a humane issue. The new group will work to change laws on a state-by-state basis while running a public awareness campaign. You can find out more at reformnow.com. What do you think about that, Steve? I'll tell you what. um, That's big. mm -hmm. That's how you do it. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Kudos to Meek Mill and to Jay-Z. Yeah. And then to have the uh, s- the real uh, smarts to partner. Mm-hmm. When you're dealing with a football owner and a basketball owner and two hip-hop artists, that's as about as bipartisan as you can get. <laughs> yes. You understand? Right. I yes. mean, you're yes. talking about 
cats from two different worlds. Mm-hmm. Now, Jay-Z can participate in their world because he's at a level financially that puts him over there with them. But like we all know that are African-American, uh, there are still things in place that keep us out of certain situations. And from time to time, uh, racism real will rear its ugly head and remind you of who you are. Now, it doesn't stop you, but they do things to remind you. The systematic mm-hmm. people, I'm talking about racists. I'm not talking about all people. I'm just talking about people who are of power, who are racist. They could they do some things to remind you who you are. So to partner with basketball team owners and a guy like Robert Kraft, very, very powerful NFL owners, one of the top powerful people in the NFL, is like uh, really, really smart. That's great. Yeah, really smart. It, it really is good news. Hopefully yep. some change uh, will That's come how we do it. If it's mm-hmm. just black people screaming, they, they won't listen. Mm. That's true, Steve. That's a shame. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, really it's, it's it really is. It really is. Yeah. But that's see, but it's the world see, we live in. in which slavery live. didn't end because black people were sick of being slaves. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. Because we were sick bef- as we got on the boat. Hmm. We were hmm. sick when we were sitting on the auction block. We were sick of being in the fields from day one. Yeah. From day one, we were sick of it. So it took a lot of African Americans, black people, to to rally. But they had to have help, help. And thank God for Quakers who helped along the Underground Railroad path, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. helped, who there were well-meaning whites who helped conceal a lot of blacks and slaves escaping to the north. A lot. Now there were a lot of a lot of people with hounds out there hunting them down too. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. But you had enough good ones to get a lot of them through. All right, coming up next, uh, closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey, our last break of the day. You don't want to miss it. Uh, Coming up at 49 after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, last break of the day. Please leave us with some closing remarks like only you can. This is to help you make ready for your blessings. Now, what I'm going to give you is going to be hard for most people to do. I already know that. It was difficult for me to do. But a very, very wealthy person taught this to me. I didn't think much of it until I did it. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, did it help make room for what God had for me. Not only that, it freed me up. And I'll tell you what this very, very successful people person told me. If I told you his name, you probably wouldn't know him. He's not famous. He's just extremely wealthy. And when I tell you extremely wealthy, I, I mean it. But if I said his name, you, you, you wouldn't even know this guy. If I showed you a picture of him, the average person wouldn't even know who he was. But he taught this to me. He said, in your journey, if you want to really clear the slate, get a fresh start, and prepare yourself to receive what all God has for you. You have to take inventory of the people in your life. And when you take this inventory, you are going to have to act as though you are a gardener. You are a gardener with a grove. And your grove is your life, the things you want to bear fruit from God, your trees. You want apples this season. You want lemons. You want grapefruits. You want 
peaches, you want pears, plums. You've got to take care of your orchard. In order to take care of your orchard, I notice you've all noticed that from time to time, you see the gardeners outside pruning trees. They cutting them back. They clipping dead ends off. You know why? Because that maximizes the growth of the good in the tree. If you take the dead, unnecessary branches off, the withering ends, it allows for the tree to bear more fruit. So, Steve, how do you take inventory of people? This is what he taught me. He said, you have three kinds of people in your life. He said, you have people who approach you with nothing but bad news. All of us know them. Everybody has somebody that walks up to them, and every time they start talking, something wrong. Or every time they give you a phone call, they bring you bad news. And the bad news don't just be about them. They bring you bad news about you. Ah, did you hear that though? They were saying about you down here. And you just go, man, have you ever had a person that every time they came up to you, you just felt dark because they just bought bad news? Those people that you have in your life, you don't need them. I want you to put, go through your phone contacts and everybody that is no good, that never moves your life forward, doesn't give you any helpful advice, doesn't help you, aid you in any way, has nothing but bad news and wants something for you, one-sided friendships, I want you to put a dot next to that contact's name, a black dot. The next person you have in your life are called sometimey people. They the 50-50s in your life. They cool over here as long as you're doing this, but they not cool over here. You can take them here, but you can't take them there. You can discuss this, but you can't bring up that. You can lead them that way, but you can't show them the other way. Sometimes they cool with you about stuff. Sometimes they ain't. Those are called sometimey people or what we gonna call 50-50 people. Everybody got them in their life. When you have a 50-50 person, what I want you to do is put an asterisk by their name. That contact put an asterisk. Remember, all the bad news people that's always bringing you bad news and darkness, a black dot next to their name. The next person is the 50-50 person. They sometimes, they cool here, they ain't cool there. Put an asterisk by their name. The last person that you know are people who are very supportive of you, people who are willing to pray for you, people who always try to be uplifting, people who when they got news for you, they try to make it of the positive nature, a person who comes to your aid and your rescue, a person that picks up the phone just to see how you doing, and you better not mention that something's wrong because here they come. It's people in your life, man, that you don't even have to talk when you're around them. You could just sit and be still and y'all just cool like that. Everybody got that ride or die. That I don't care what you tell them. They don't pass judgment. They just your friends. Well, when you have that person, and I'm going to be real honest with you, it ain't a whole lot of them. I want you to put a check by their name. So you got a black dot next to the dark people who bring you nothing but bad news, negativity, something wrong every time. You got an 
asterisk by the name of the people who are 50-50, sometimey people, and you got to check by the people that's always supportive, prayerful, bring you good news. Now, here's what you do. I want you to take everybody with a black dot next to their name and everybody with an asterisk next to their name, and I want you to block them as your contact. Block them out your phone and block them from your email. If they family, block them from your phone and block them from your email. All I want you to have is people who have your phone number that have a check by your name. You're going to lose a lot of people, but guess what? You're going to gain a lot of ground. You don't have no idea how much time you waste with people in your life who are 50-50 and always got bad news. If you eliminate them, you've cleaned house, your inventory is clean, you now have cleared room to receive the blessings God have for you in this year. I dare you to try it, it works, it sounds cruel, it sounds like it's hurtful, but man, if you wanna win, you gotta do it. Those are my closing remarks. Drop it, baby. I'm talking about that's it right there. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Weight loss. It feels like a constant cycle, like my body's always working against me, pushing back on all of my progress. I learned that anytime I lose weight, my body tries to gain it right back. Finally, I discovered it's not entirely my fault. I know healthy eating and exercise are important, but they may not be enough. So I talked to my healthcare provider about whether a prescription medicine could help me lose weight and maintain it. Together, we made a plan to tackle this, a plan to help lower my risk of future weight-related health issues like heart disease. Join me and make a change for the better. Talk to your health care provider about treatment options to manage your weight.